Today we're answering what wine to buy when. There'll be multiple scenarios that we're going through. I'm Jason. And I'm Trent. And we're from the Wind Up Podcast. We're two guys that are on our unfiltered and unapologetically unprofessional wine journey. And our slogan is... Drink more. Try more. more, Learn learn more. (laughs) And so before we get into these two different scenarios and our recommendations of the wine to buy... Let's have a chat about thoughts of the week. Trent, did you want to go first? Yeah, so my thoughts of the week is that through my research on their very reputable uh, website, news.com.au. Good site, yes. Yeah, they had an article that talks about, you know, their kind of, um, you know, the economic situation at the moment, the cost of living. But then in, I guess, against all that, those Australians are still spending quite a fair uh, amount of money on alcohol. To the yep. extent of about $100 to $350 per week. Wow. I didn't know it was that high. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I took that into account. And I thought, you know, why is that so? Then it kind of dawned on me that, you know, for me, Australian spending on alcohol is not a discretionary spend. It's a necessity. Yes. And I think it's a necessity for us to actually um, drink a bit, drink more, try more and learn more. So that's my thought of the week. What a link. And, and you had some real passion about that. I feel like you're trying to convince someone that you need to spend more money on alcohol. Maybe. Could be my wife, could be someone could, else. Could be someone else. Okay, interesting point. My thoughts of the week was, was thinking about price as well. And, and it was about the markups at restaurants. We've, we've been to restaurants recently, had a couple of wines, and then I went back home and tried to research how much those wines actually were retail. And I'm finding out that wines are, trip, are triple or double the price of what you can buy at retail. Um, and, and so for me, I think it really changes the way that I purchase wine and, and is linked to our topic today around what wine to buy and when. If I'm at a restaurant, I'm very likely to say, give me, I'm going to talk to the sum and I'm going to say, Give me something that goes well with the food and give it for me for a cheap price. Anything maybe under 100, maybe under 80. It depends on the kind of restaurant. Uh, but but wines, because of that, the markup at the restaurant but is th- interesting. But I think when you go into a restaurant, you, you go in there knowing that there's going to be a markup. Yeah. And then you're not just paying for the one, you're paying for the everything else yeah. around that one. You know, the, the cost to run that restaurant, the waiters and everything. Yes. So they make that much, very much not on the food and on the wine. So I think that's why the price is there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you kind of go, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You know, but you know, within you know, yeah. kind of constraints of what you can actually uh, afford. You sound like you're in support of, of the restaurants. I, I'm my uh, my Asian tightness is coming out. Just say some pennies, that's but what, it, it's a good point. Yeah, it, it's how they make their money. Yeah, and, and so that's that's the thoughts of the week. Thanks for sharing yeah. that. Let's have a think about the wines that we've been drinking lately. And, and so for me, we, we had a recent gathering with some friends and we had some Laos food. So uh, it was it was pawpaw paw salad, a bit of spice. It was fried quail, so a bit of oil. It was Laos sausage, a bit, bit of fattiness around there, lots of bold flavors. And so I tried to pair it with a Chablis. And so we, we tried it with a 2016, 2016 Daniel Etienne Defax uh, Chablis, Ville Vines. Etienne de Fay? Etienne. Are you French? Oh, you, I'm you, part French, part from? Indonesian, part Italian. I'm well. just saying Etienne, like just <laughs> keeping it straight. And and how do you say the last part? Ville, 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 Ville Vine? Vios, Vionier? Vionier, yeah. Old, old Vines, I think. That's exactly, you are French. That's exactly what it means. So 
So some very old old vines from there, and we found that it actually paired quite well with with the Laos food. So the Chablis was, was quite sweet, uh, had a bit of acidity, so it was quite refreshing, refreshing, uh, and, and the herbs kind of matched the fruit over there. And so that that's something worth trying. It was fifty dollars from Mister Liquor. Oh, yeah, famous Mr. Liquor, yeah. Famous Mr. So independent store, definitely check it out, see what content they have there. So so now let's jump to the episode content. And the, the like we said, what we're trying to answer is what wine to buy when? And we have two scenario two scenarios that we thought would play out. Uh, and I might tell, uh, speak to Trent. Trent, what's the first scenario that you're going to discuss? So the f- first scenario is around, you know, what to buy when you go out on a first date. Ooh, spicy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and and there's lots of different factors to consider there. Yeah. yeah. So I'll go straight into it. So um, the first thing is um, for the first date, the first thing to consider is do you want a second date or not? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, let's assume that you do want the second date and you go to a nice restaurant. Um, you know, the, the really nice restaurants that are very dimly lit, you know, where you yeah. need a light to actually look at the menu. Bit of romance, yes. Yeah, a bit of romance yeah. and, you know, dark enough so they can hide all your imperfections on your face and everything else. No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But enough to also set a, little, a level of intrigue as well to kind of want you kind of wanting for more, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So this isn't Macca's. All right. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is a McDonald's. So you go there, you open up the menu and think, you know, what should you order? You know, the lady orders the fish. You order the two kilogram mar- a, Wagyu marble yeah, nine steak. plus tomahawk yeah. steak, right? Because yeah. you're damn hungry. Yeah. Because you've been, you haven't had a big lunch to fit into your skinny jeans for that day, right? Yeah, if you still wear skinny jeans, but yeah, keep keep going. Yes, I do, just... but I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> so you got the steak, you got the fish. So what do you go for? And um, and the thought that kind of comes to me is a pinot noir. Okay. Yes. The reason why I pinot uh, I said a pinot noir is because of of three points. I think the first point that I had was around is that I googled to say what a pinot noir says about you. So it says that. <laughs> That you have a fresh, elegant, and graceful attitude that everyone craves in their lives. So who doesn't love that, right? Yeah. You want some elegance, yes. Okay. The second one, the second point was around, by just saying Pinoa, you sound a bit more uh, mm. educated as well. It's I, like how you were saying Ville Vines. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it's a bit better than saying a Shiraz or yeah. a Shardy. Yeah. You know, Pinot Noir sounds... But you say Pinot Noir, it feels yeah. like, oh shit, this guy knows something, something about different. wine or something like that, right? Yes. And then the third one is, um, in terms of the food, uh, the food pairing, if we get a bit more serious about it, is, is that you know, the bright fruits and the acidity of the Pinot Noir will kind of complement the fish dish, but also the structure of the Pinot Noir will also kind of match up towards the steak, yeah. hopefully, right? I don't think it, it'll be a, a perfect, perfect match for both, but I yeah. think it's a kind of middle ground for both the wines. And that's why... Um, for today, I picked a Pinot Noir, and specifically for today, I picked a uh, 10 Minutes by Tractor uh, Pinot Noir from the Morning Pen- Mornington Peninsula in Victoria called Down the Hill uh, 2021. So this is a wine I re- uh, recently, oh, there we go, that I recently got in December when I traveled to the Yarra Valley and started visiting a, a few little wines, uh, wineries there, and this is one of the recommendations from Wine with Megan Mill. 
that right. uh, to visit. Um, this is the one that really stood out for me and hopefully um, you'll like it as well and hopefully this also impress the first date. In this case, it'll be you. I didn't know we were going on a first date. That kind of shocked me. I'm, I'm listening to your, your thought process around the date. And so it's not necessarily about the date themselves, but more what kind of food could the date be having? And yeah, exactly. What could... It's everything. It's, yeah. it's, so that it's, it's the type of wine. It's the atmosphere. It's the context, the date itself, what the, yeah. what the date is having. There's a lot to think about. I don't know whether you're just, you think purely of yourself but you know for me i think about everything around it i'm wondering do you do you think the date is thinking about price do you think is this guy tight or not or is he looking to impress or do you think that factors into it uh yes and no i think just yeah. going for something that's a bit solid in terms of price price yeah. range to your point about you know what you pay in restaurants you know you're not going to pay you know two thousand dollars or you know yeah. five hundred thousand dollars no but i think around the hundred dollar mark or a bit lower seems reasonable very good very good point okay all right good choice and i'm looking forward to try yeah, that because just on that you know i think i don't know you know does dollars mean mean a bit to it is it like a representation of you know that i've got a bit of money and i can look after you does that come into it as well i think we should ask the community let us know <laughs> if you've been on a first date and and the guys pulled out a five dollar wine uh, versus someone that's given you $100 or something. Does that play into it? Let, let's see. Okay, interesting. And so should we taste it let's first? Let's taste this And so at the wind-up, we like to taste with our eyes, our nose, and our mouth. And so we'll be tasting the Pinot from Mornington Peninsula. So this is a wine from the Mornington Peninsula that um, they have a, a few different wines. You know, there's one that's called Up the Hill. Yeah. There's a bit more lighter and elegant. And this one is um, called Down the Hill. There's a bit more bolder, stronger, a bit more structured. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then if we're, if we're looking with the eyes, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring this to the camera to see if you can see it. Uh, nice bright red colors, translucent, uh, slightly pink, slightly orange on, on the tinge. Anything else that you can see? No, I think this is one. Like, clear. This is why I kind of always like Pinot Noirs as well. In terms of like, in terms of what you see, it kind of kind of hides the kind of brooding complexity and strength underneath. Right. Um, you know the kind of lightness, pale um, red that I can see there. But on the nose, I always love the perfume of the. So you're saying the color looks looks what, quite what? light oh, and yeah. it can hide the actual strength yeah. of the flavor itself. Okay, okay, that's interesting. Is that how you like to look on a first date as well? Quite yeah, you know? I do, I do, you know, yeah. like you got to leave a bit of mystery there, I think, always on the first date, you know, can't put it all out there. I'm wondering what you're wearing. Okay, so on the skinny nose. Skinny leg jeans, skinny, as I mentioned. Skinny jeans. It's actually not as strong as previous Pinot sense that I've had. Like typically I, I, I inhale quite a fair bit of uh, raisin, currant and the fruit, but this is a bit lighter. What, what lighter. do you smell? I don't know. I love, I love the perfume of it at the moment. Like for me, it's kind of intoxicating. Mm. So it's the red fruits that you get, but there's a bit, a bit of savouriness, a bit yeah. of herbiness about it, which is quite delicate and And that's what I meant by down the hill with a bit more structure, which is a bit more herbiness, a bit more structure, mm. a bit more oomph to it. But wow. it still has those fragrant aromas that kind of come through. And that's why I bought one bottle of this one. I wish I had more money to buy more. But, you know. How much did you say these were? I reckon about $50, $60. Right. But I tell you, the scent is amazing right now. I'm really enjoying it. Okay. Yeah. So, so if I 
put this into a Kalina water myself. I reckon it'd be good on the first date as well. As long as it didn't have your photo on there, <laughs> that, that would be good. Let's uh, let's, let's try. try with the mouth. Yes, but I'm really, really enjoying the smell of this. Reminds me why I bought this wine. <laughs> it's, mm. In the mouth, it delivers, right? It's it's got that oomph. It's like a velvet glove. I think I kind of said in one of the episodes, like it's has that kind of um, softness, subtlety in terms of um, how it delivers it, but it still has that kind of strength and structure to deliver that flavor. Um, again, still kind of red fruits, but a bit of vanilla oak kind of come through as well. I'll tell you, I, I get two sides of it. I, I think uh, the moment I, it goes into the mouth, it's quite soft and delicate. Mm. But I don't, I don't know if you get this, but I, I have this very herby flavor in my mouth. It mm. reminds me of the stuffing in a chicken. You get a roast chicken, it's got a bit of stuffing in there. Sage? Lots of herbs and flavors, yes. Oregano. Is and, and it's delicious. It's got this, it's a very savory flavor, mm. but you've got these uh, light fruit undertones that are coming yeah. through with it. That's you, really nice. Yeah. Mm, we could. Um, some of the kind of characteristics sometimes you get with the more kind of the earthy Pinot wise, they kind of talk about kind of mushroom truffle, forest floor. I don't know whether you kind of get that through as well. A, a bit of florist floor, forest floor. Forest floor? Are you a, Both of those, <laughs> forest floor. The floor from a florist. Truffle, I don't, I don't get the, the truffle there. Mm. But it, it's light but also complex at the same time, which is... Mm what I find interesting and maybe the reason why you, you bought this bottle. Yeah. My, my mouth is salivating yeah. as, as I'm, I'm like having the finish as well. Mm. And, and the length is amazing for this one as well. It just keeps on going yes. through the back of your nose, through your sinus, back down. It just keeps on going and traveling as well. Mm. All right. That's, that's a delicious wine. Okay. Let's give it a corkscrew rating. Yeah. What do you think out of 10 corkscrews... <laughs> I know I'm a, some people call it, I don't know why, a pinophile, but you know, I love pinots. <laughs> um, I would kind of give this one up there like uh, eight or a nine out of 10. Oh, you were going on the nine. Wow, uh, that's really good. I, I agree. This this is a great pinot. Uh, gentle but complex at the same time. I would, I, I would give it an eight out of 10. Really, really enjoyable and, and uh, something something to to have okay let's let's move on so you've had your first date it's gone quite well you had a pinot she thinks you're exotic because you've got some fancy terms that you're pulling out yeah and then she's had this it's eight out of ten and you keep on saying pinot while which kind of impresses makes her think gosh let's take this man home (laughs) so you've you've had a couple of dates it's time to move on you're in your life journey and it's gone so well that you want to get married and meet the folks. Oh. And so that's the next scenario. The next scenario that we w- would like to discuss is what wine do you buy when you're first meeting the folks or the in-laws? Hmm. And, and so this is the one that I'm tasked with, uh, the challenge that I've accepted to try. <laughs> and, and, and meeting the in-laws is, is interesting because it depends on the parents and, and to me the whole process of selection selecting wine it, it depends on who who it's for yeah. and if you're 
I've gone out there. If you were to buy a wine for my parents, I know what would happen. They don't drink wine. They would re-gift it. So someone else would get it the next year. But they still appreciate the wine that they, they kind of bought for them though, right? But they don't, they don't drink wine. So uh, it depends yeah. on the audience. Uh, if you, I've had some Vietnamese friends where they would say, don't buy wine, skip that. Go get yeah. a bottle of EXO. Mm-hmm. And that will really impress the parents. So it can give off these views. And, and that's why I was talking about money a bit earlier mm. you know is there complications around how much you're spending yeah mm. uh, if you if you spend a, a five dollar bottle of wine does that show that you're tight and and you're not going to look after uh, mm. the daughter you're going to bring a cask wine to kind of eat the you, a, a goon bag could yeah. be interesting <laughs> as a first setup or if they actually enjoy wine what if you choose a bad wine yeah. and they're like this person doesn't know what it is they're not really going to uh think about yeah the most important things for my daughter so so it could be a bit overcomplicated. but i've i've generally have a, a six-step process and I'm, I'm interested if if this is how you view your wines regardless of the scenario the steps to me are who's the audience so who is it for and what do they like yeah. or what is the occasion yeah. right two um what's the variety that you think best suits that so the wine variety in terms of shiraz a pinot uh, should you get a blend? What what best matches the occasion, the audience, yeah. or the food? Mm-hmm. And then three is around uh, the region. Mm-hmm. So now that you've chosen that it should be a Pinot, should you be choosing the Pinot from the regions that's it's best known for in Australia? Yarra, we've tried a Mornington uh, Peninsula one as well. Mm. The region is another one. And then we get into the budget constraints. How tight are you? Do you very tight. How, how much are you willing to spend? Very tight. You're very tight. Very tight. Because uh, c- the price can kind of dictate the, the subsequent ones. So after price, it's uh, what's the vintage mm. and then what's the winery. So I'm hoping that set up to six. I yeah. felt like it, it was five There's or a lot six. To think about the thing when you actually buy the wine. So what did you pick then? So, so what I ended up picking is a, and I, I need to explain my great uh, in-laws as well. I bought a Shira- uh, I bought a Cab Sav, sorry, uh, St. Hugo Cab Sav 2014 from Coonawarra, right? And so the reasoning behind this, if I go through the process, who's it for? It's for my father-in-law. Um, what's the variety that he typically enjoys? It's, it's something bold, so it's either a Shiraz or it's a Cab Sav. What's the region that he enjoys? Most of the wines that he has is typically from Kunawara. It's from a, it's yeah. an SA kind of wine, big, bold flavors. Uh, and, and then we can talk about price in a sec, but I know he's, he's, he usually brings out quite aged wine. We've mm. been at his house. He, he brought out a 1992 Penfolds uh, Cab, cab Sav mixed with the Shiraz as well. And then he also brought out a 19, 1989 Shiraz from from south australia as well so he likes his aged wines and so all of that um came to the conclusion on on why i bought this it's big bold it matches what he likes it's got a bit of age it was 45 dollars from dan murphy's it was a seller release as well uh and so that's that's the reasoning behind the choice have you actually bought this for your father-in-law before i haven't but i feel (laughs) he would enjoy it and so to my father-in-law when you see this, you'll, you'll be tasting this bottle pretty soon. Yeah. So, <laughs> thanks for testing me out on that one. I haven't, I haven't bought it, but I, I think you'd like it. So should we Let's taste? Try it. Yeah. 
So again, uh, tasting. So St. Hugo's is that from Jacob's Creek? Is it? That's the from the the group. Is it? I, I don't know. I think it is. I you, think it is. You tell me. Uh, it seems to be quite a popular winery in SA. Mm. Very, uh, very herby again for the. Oh, sorry for the eyes, right? Yeah, and so tasting, tasting with the eyes and the nose and the mouth. If we look at a very deep dark purple, I'll put it put it to the screen. Can't see through that at all. <laughs> um, yeah, very dark purple, red, crimson. If we go to the nose, on the nose. Very herby, herbaceous, mm. as I said before. It's a bit um, menthol, minty as well. Menthol. Let me see. So, uh, cassis. Can you describe cassis? What's oh, that? Cassis. Cassis. You're testing me now. That's the thing that I typically get out of this. I feel like it's uh, it's a mix between uh, cooked capsicum. Capsicum. Uh, yeah. And then it, it gets on the on the side of a, of, of a bit of leather or clay, clay, ca clay and capsicum probably. Not so much leather. I feel that. But definitely herbaceous. I think leather normally comes with a bit more age. Mm. Definitely very herby again. Mm. I don't know if it's whether it's the stem ag again, which they use to kind of help make the wine. I just try the taste. The tannins are tight, right? Obviously, very pronounced. Um, so it's like it just sucks your mouth in, right? Going. That's that's the Dyson <laughs> Dyson hand cleaner coming at you. But yeah, that that's probably probably the first thing I, I get is the dark berry flavors, and then the tannins really strong, uh, sucking out yeah, the no, insides of your mouth. Yeah, I yeah. kind of like it. I think the thing with Saint Hugo, though, I think mm. you know, it's always got the name. Mm. But whether, I don't know, I feel sometimes it's kind of lost its edge over time. It's, it's a good thing you, you brought that up because I, I did have other options. I had a, uh, there was a 2012 GSM um, also from, from Kunawara. Mm. But I was thinking about the audience. That's why I think it's important to think about the audience. And, and I know my father-in-law knows quite a, quite a lot of the big brands and so forth. And so I, I think the name w would mean something to him. Yeah, um, like I think it's good, but it's not great. Yeah. To to me, it's not. It's not interesting. Yeah, it wouldn't know. necessarily be the wine that you go for. Yeah, and so I think that's the key. The key thing to me is you got you have to think about who your audience is. Yeah, and cater to what they're like because because you're going to know. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't typically go and choose this wine, but if you know what your audience likes, you're more likely to get you a want hit. The name, like, yeah. and like then I'll you, go for Penfolds, right? The kind of there you go, go. Hey, I've got the name. You, you know that that's going to be a winner. And then you can win the daughter and, and live happily ever after. So. If I were going for a winner, I'll go for the wins. Win, wins was another option. <laughs> I've got to say, Dan, Dan Murphy's seller release, uh, good value there. Uh, absolutely not. Just wanted to try something a bit different. And, and so hopefully that gives everyone a view on uh, the process. And really, this is something I think is important because you can go into a, a bottle shop and quite be quite overwhelmed. How do you choose a wine? Mm. We want to share our views on how you could choose it in this instance uh, on, a, on a first date or impressions there or meeting the in-laws. Yeah. Um, if, we, 
if we think about this wine and try to give a rating then on the St. Hugo's Cab Sav, corkscrews out of 10. Trent, did you want to go first? I think it's still quite ver a very solid wine, but, you know, it's not... It, it's nice, but not fantastic. Mm. So mm. it's like, for me, it's like yep. seven. Seven? Yep. Uh, and if you think about the price as well, this is a $45 wine. You could get a lot of other wines. Yeah. Maybe without the same age, yeah. but but maybe something more enjoyable. So I, I'd agree. It's definitely not a bad wine, and I hope my father-in-law enjoys it when I buy it for him. Uh, for for $45... I think your father-in-law will also enjoy a Penfolds Grange as well. So yes. you can buy that for him next time as well. <laughs> Thanks for throwing that in there. I want to edit <laughs> that out of this episode. I agree. I'm kind of tossing between a 6 and a 7. Look, and that's only because of the value. I think it is still enjoyable. So if I was to choose a seven, seven out of 10 corkscrews as well. Yeah, cool. So there we go. We hope that's given you an indication of how to buy wine. Uh, and, and we've reached the conclusion. To wind it up, did you have any last statements? Yeah, I think last thought is like, you know, it's a lot to kind of go through the process when actually buying wine. It's not very kind of like black or white. You know, lots of different permutations, context that kind of kind of comes to, comes into it. So, like, hopefully, our thought process will kind of help you kind of think about your thought process in terms of how you buy wine. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let us know if those six steps is something that you'd follow, if you or if you have another approach. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And from Trent and I at the wind up, let's say drink, drink more, more, try more, more learn more. more.